Let us be aware, right, of your presence, more of your presence, right? So, interesting enough, we're talking about in consideration of the whole. And so, there's a lot of times God is, is, is around, is doing some things, is moving in particular ways, but we're not aware because we're not considering the whole. Sometimes we're considering the circumstance only. Right? And we're not considering God in the midst of the circumstance. Sometimes we're so consumed with the circumstance we can't see the signs. Uh, you know, something the Lord showed uh, me and my wife ages ago. Uh, don't remember. might have been somewhere in the 90s or early 2000s that there's signs everywhere. Remember when we taught the message on, on breadcrumbs, right? Was, it, was that called? Or was it God's breadcrumbs? Eat breadcrumbs. And um, just, just to recognize that there's, there's, there's things leading us into some places God wants to take us, but the adversary is trying to distract us from seeing it because he doesn't want us to consider the whole. And everything or not, all, the, all these things aren't bad. I know I remember when I was uh, just, just dealing with uh, uh, frustration and, and despair uh, in my life, uh, it seemed like the adversary always had his foot on my neck. You know, like I couldn't get up. Then when I started to live for God, I saw a shift. The adversary wasn't trying to keep me down. He was trying to lift me up. You know, because now he wanted me to be overconfident. Uh, but before that, he started. So, so, so when I was in despair, when I was bitter, uh, bitter inward, what I used to call it, uh, I didn't care. So I was just talking, for whatever reason, I've been talking to a whole lot of people from my past. I talked to one guy from New Jersey, one guy I played ball with in New Jersey. Of course, pa- uh, Pastor Duncan is from Linden, New Jersey. And so we were talking about just the, the, the Keith that I didn't see because I was in the stupor most of the time, you know, so I was blind. And, but, but the reputation was I didn't care. So, so you know how, like, if you think somebody don't care, and you talk to them to get them to care, well, what they would say is, it doesn't make sense talking to him. There's no help in him. He don't care. Um, yeah, I never met that person. My wife never met that person. In Ohio, I was living for God. But when you don't care, there's so many things you won't consider because you don't care. Now, now I was cold and bitter and just, ah! you know, I figured out how to not care because in North, that works. When you play ball, when you're dealing with women, I'm not talking about women of God when you deal with women. You don't care. It works in that culture. Uh, so just, but, but you have the don't care where I don't want to pay attention so I don't have to deal with the consequences or the details, right? That would be, so, you, so, so my category will say Keith's don't care, right? Keith's don't care is the cold type of don't care. But then you got the Z don't care. Not, not back in the day. We're talking about BC days, right? So the Z don't care is, I ain't worried about that. I ain't worried about that. Otherwise interpreted, I don't want to even, if I don't know, then I don't have to deal with it, right? So, so some of us find ourselves in one of those two categories of don't care, right? You got me? But the challenge with those things is when you don't care, you don't consider. So you don't know what you're missing because you ain't seen it. You don't know what you're missing because you haven't had it. You don't know what you're missing because you haven't recognized it, right? And so we're going to spend some time kind of just zoning in on what's missing, right? 
you know, uh, and getting us back to a place where we live our life in consideration of the whole. Now, when we talk about in consideration of the whole, we're talking about in consideration of the whole picture. So, I'm, so when I make a move, I'm not just making a move based on what I just see in this moment in front of me. I'm not making a move just on what conveniences me. I'm not making a move just based on my philosophy. I'm making a move in consideration of the whole, right? Right? So, so what is our whole? What is our complete picture? So here uh, at the church, we go to, uh, I was talking to a pastor about this from Atlanta last night about just some of our processes. He was like, well, you know, we can sit down and talk about your processes. And I was talking to him about our discipleship process. So first day, is, uh, when you come to the church, because if you give given Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, so now you are saved. But just like if you join a new company, you go through training, right? So how to, how to navigate and how to move uh, freely within that, 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 that company. Go to my, my nephew that passed away, he moved to London. So he learned how to navigate in that culture. You know, you drive different, right? You know, sometimes it's different sides of the road, you know. Uh, money is different, you know. The dollar is not worth as much, right? So, so, so you just can't go there. No, 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 no. You have to learn how to navigate in that culture. So now when I'm born again, now I see and operate in the kingdom of God. I just can't just show up. I'm not going to benefit if I don't know how to navigate in the kingdom. Right? Amen. And so, so now I'm going to be offered some things. So what we do is we take people. We don't want people to be uh, just way down frustrated or dealing with the same stuff they brought into the kingdom. So we go through discipleship. We go through foundational class. You learn about living faith. We talked about that. Uh, then, then there's a, a water baptism, what it means to be submerged, right? Bury that old man. Then we, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you know, not just so, so you have the infilling of the Spirit that when you're born again. That's Titus 3. You know, that's the new birth. We have a new birth class. It talks about when you're newly born into the kingdom. Right? But after that, the new birth, the indwelling of the Spirit, you don't want the Spirit just sitting in there. You want to be infilled. So that's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The evidence of that is speaking in an unknown tongue. Ah, that's, that's scary. I remember when I was going to Baptist church. They said, speaking in tongues, that's of the devil. I hung out in plenty of clubs and everything. That's all I did. Nobody ever spoke in tongues. Right? So, 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 well, that's, that's spooky. Well, some of us have recently had children or had, didn't have children not too long ago. They were, you've seen two children talking to each other. You ain't know what they were talking about, did you? Because they just came from the heaven realm. They're still speaking a heavenly language. We train them to speak English. And when they first start out, go get any document on birthing a child. They'll say at first, they just, they're, they're babbling. Then they'll start speaking babbling sentences. They'll repeat stuff. You ever see the child, da 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 mama, mama, mama. But we don't call them tripping. But if somebody goes, oh, here we go, they tripping. Right? But we train children to speak English. They were speaking supernatural. We're training to speak natural. But when you're born again, you, gotta, you take back on that heavenly language. Because the Bible says the spirit utters groanings that you can't speak. Because a lot of times our head would get in the way. If, the, if, the, if, the whole, if you heard the prayer, you'd be like, I don't believe that. And your, 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 your unbelief will, will take away the power of what you're praying. Amen. 
So the Holy Spirit speaks to praise the perfect prayer without your understanding getting in the way, without the adversary being able to pick up what you're talking about and get in the way, and that prayer can go directly to God. So that's the infilling. I'm just, I'm just setting a foundation here. So we talk about infilling. We talk about um, uh, how to understand the Word of God, you know, to get, go getting through the agony. There's an agony because this is new. Just like math was agony, English was agony. Those things were agony. So learning the kingdom stuff is agony. But we, see, we're, we're a culture where if it's uncomfortable, that means we don't have to do it. That's what we think, right? And, and, and later on, now we're older and we're, we, we're, we're, we're trying to break through into something and we're older. It's like starting to work out at 65. If you ain't worked out in your life, you took a step in his pain. You know, I'm just, just for joke. We was, we was in Atlanta and we had to do some hills. So we, so we went to a store and we came back and we had to go up the hill. She said, babe, you did this on purpose. We got to go up the hill. I didn't tell her this, but I was like, it's like a, it's like a couple blocks. But it's relative if you ain't used to the incline, right? Same thing in our life. If we're not used to the incline, we're going to think, like, like, she couldn't just go, I ain't going up that hill. What, you going to sleep on the corner out here? No, you got to go up the hill to get to the hotel, right? So you got to go up to the hill to get to where God wants you to go, right? So anyway, so we talk about that, understanding the word. Then we talk about, um, uh, uh, what is it, how to operate with God's money. See, because now I'm in the kingdom. It's not my money. It's God's. And the benefit from God's system, because before I'm born again, I'm on the world system. So how to benefit through tithes and offering, right? Right? So it's not like, oh, no, I don't, you know, you get an understanding, you, you, you move freely, right? So we talk about that. And then evangelism, because we're supposed to be sharing the gospel, right? All right, so, so I, I think I covered the foundational classes, at least most of them, right? Didn't I? Pretty, most of them. Then we go through survival kit. Survival kit, just your hand. One body in Christ. So you want to know what you're a part of, one body in Christ. You have two natures, an old and a new. We're trying to destroy and get rid of the old so we can live in the new. Put off the old man and his deeds. You have three aspects of salvation. Christ died for salvation, past, present, and future. You have four sources of authority, intellect, tradition, and experience. Those are inadequate sources. We make decisions based on intellect, because we think we're smarter than the smartest person in the room. Our experience, what we've been exposed to, right, which we'll talk about here a little bit in, in a little bit. And then um, tradition, you know, just those, we're going to get into that in a second. But our, the true source is the Word of God. We're going to discuss that, so I don't have to get deep into that. So we talk, so we walk through that, and then the five and five principle. Five people that you're ministering to and are praying for that's trying to find out about God. But five people that don't even want to hear about God, Right? So that's, a, so that's survival kid. Did a pretty decent job with going through survival. Then we go through master life. You know, master life is the disciple's cross. The bottom of the cross is you anchored in the word. Top of the cross is your prayer to God. Your vertical part of the cross is your relationship with God. The horizontal part, left and right, one is witnessing and one is fellowship. That's your relationship with man. The Bible says, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow him. 
So, so we go through the disciples' cross. But then we don't stay there. Then we go to the disciples' personality. That's when you give of your worldviews, your attitudes. You know, some people are good Christians but have bad attitudes. Yes. You don't know what I'm talking about? Ask your spouse. Ask your spouse. They'll tell you. They ask your spouse. Because what happens is you haven't given over your personality to God. Right? We talked about that this morning because it's hard, right? Because you think if I let go of control, somebody going to do something to me. But that's based on experience, right? Right? We don't, we don't, we haven't been, we don't know how to let go. But you know the greatest thing that happens in your life is when you let go? There's a message out there called the let go. Right? <laughs> right? But, but that's the hardest part. Like, to float, when I used to minister at the other church uh, in Ohio, when we were there, I, you know, a lot of people, ministers was uncomfortable with ministering baptism of the Holy Spirit. So let's say, you know, you had different people had to lead, so they would talk to you about salvation and stuff like that. And then when it came to baptism of the Holy Spirit, they go, uh, Minister Bradley back there is going to minister the bap- baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm like, you leading, but I would go up. And this is what I would do, whisper to people. I said, because, you know, you start ministering stuff, people, Jesus, 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 they start talking. I said, no, 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 chill out, relax. You think you got to force it. No, you got to float. I said, I always do, just float. Let go. I know it's the hardest thing to do, but that's when the Spirit starts to empower you, when you let go, okay? All right, so uh, what, was, what was that? Disciples' personality. Then the next thing is the disciples' victory. We're supposed to be living in victory. Most of the time, coming through the kingdom, we've lived defeated. Debt's defeating us. Our attitudes is defeating us. Depression's defeating us, right? Right? Anger's defeating us, right? Finance is beating us senseless. But it's the disciples' victory. And then after the victory, we go into the disciples' mission. You figured, figured that one out, didn't you? Now that I've been converted, I'm going to go strengthen my brethren. Now I'm going to go to all the world and preach the gospel. Now I said all that because these things are a part of the whole that we haven't been considering. We go, I don't understand why this is not working. I gave Jesus my life. But there's, there's just more to that. Look, I gave uh, 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 Mel. well, I'm going to flip it. Melanie gave me her heart. So she, she just sit around the house, that's it. She don't have to do anything to, to assist in us being in harmony. I committed. I walked down the aisle. They says, uh, do you accept this woman in marriage? I do. And that's it. I'm just going to sit around and watch ESPN and stuff like that. That's it. What you want, woman? The game's on. You crazy? You know you ain't supposed to be asking me no questions. The Cowboys on. What's it? You out your mind, girl. That's, that's it. So all I got to do. I'm, I'm signed up. All I got to go to work, come home and watch the game, play PlayStation. I don't play uh, PS4 or none of that, but whatever, whatever you do. Is that it? Anybody here married could tell you it, it's, it's a little more than that. Exactly? You see what I'm saying? Guess what? Anybody here married to Christ would tell you it's a little more than that. Right? All right, so we, so we good? We're on the same page so far. So, so now that I brought us in. So our, our complete picture is our authoritative view because we're making decisions based on whatever's the authority in our life, right? That's how we move, like, like what, based on what we believe. 
So we talked about the key authority is the word of God because the word of God represents the kingdom. Now, if I'm in the kingdom, my authority is the word of God when I sign on to the kingdom. Now, if I'm outside of the kingdom, I may be yielding to intellect. Now, this intellect is what, I, what, what, what I've arrived at through repetitious information, good or bad. Because intellect is, is it is a, a byproduct of IQ, but it's a byproduct of what you know. Now, you know, you've been in institutions, you've been educated for a long time. You understand there are good and bad institutions, right? So you can get a degree and know nothing. But sound intelligent. All you got to do is box everybody into what you know. And if they don't know anything, they're going to think you're the smartest person in the room. Not knowing you're giving them wrong information. Because you went to a bad institution. You got me? You see that? So it's not like we walk around, you don't know what I know. I don't want to know what you know. Because that's what's yielded the results of the life you're living. And I don't want that life. Maybe you should find out something else. Because what you know is not helping you. All right, so that's repetitious information. A little sarcasm. I slipped in there. You saw that, right? Yeah, but I didn't say no names though, right? So nobody can get offended, can they? Maybe the way I package it could bother them a little bit, but since I didn't say no names, right? They can go, that's them, not me, right? See, they agree with me, so that means I'm okay. All right, so we have this intellect, repetitious information. And the thing is, like, listen, like, like if you showed up in Newark, I can run circles around you. Because I study, because I... I was, the, I was the, the goofy fool. I was the, 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 the nerd, the, the intellect. Because I, 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 listen, I mastered math. I was, we was picking yesterday with somebody, and they were talking about the SAT score. Listen, I was sick and got a 1350. Like, I, I had, I'm talking about I was really sick, but I wanted to get it out the way. So I went in there, I got 1350. Most of the 1350 was math. It's a perfect score. Right? So, so I was recruited in the math schools, and I didn't even take the SAT my senior year. Yeah, but guess what? Useless information. Matter of fact, half of that stuff on there, I was like, who needs this? Just to be honest with you. Okay, so, so, so what I'm trying to tell you is, is, I, I started out, then I, then I used my intellect to figure out how to master the hood. I said, oh, knowing what you know in school don't go over well. So I got I to keep that private because I got to get out of here. So I got to pass. I got to stay on the honor roll. But if you hung with me, you would know I was on the honor roll because I fronted. For all y'all that I used to hang out with, drink, smoke, and do stuff like that, I was fronting. Then if I had needed to do homework, I was smart enough to know that people in the hood don't believe the truth. So I would tell them the truth. Keith, man, where you going, man? I'm going home, man, do some homework, man, watch some TV. Man, you play too much. Cool. That's exactly what I was going to do, though. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I had to, I had to, you know, people would drive by the school. I'm walking out of the school. So you would have to see, I just hung out with this dude, this dude go to school. No one thought that. They would talk about, crazy. what's up, crazy? What's up, crazy? Man, I wasn't crazy. I was acting crazy. 
I'm by myself. Make somebody think something wrong with me so they leave me alone. The challenge is you, you, you can act so well, you become crazy. You're training yourself. So like, stay with me, stay with me, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to walk us through some things. Well, I mastered this life, but I was, I was still empty. I was depressed. I was like, but, but I'm accepted by everybody. Now, I'm saying this respectfully. I didn't say no names, so don't get offended watching this online. But the Lord was like, he showed me when I started living for God, he said, oh, no, you was trying to get respect among fools. You, were be, you was approved, but approved by fools. Now, y'all say, why are you putting people down? The Bible says in Proverbs 1, fools are people that despise the knowledge of God. So I was getting acceptance for, from where I could never get fulfillment. You got me? Okay, yeah, I know I'm not just talking about me, right? Just take a second. Think about the people you're around. Think about how you try to keep up with them. And think about the reality of where they can really take you. I'll give you a minute. All right, so, so I, see, I never, I didn't, I didn't talk about none of your friends because I don't know them, but you do. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good, good, good. Now, 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 let's get in here. So we said intellect, repetitious information. Experience. Sometimes where our, our authoritative voices are experience. Now, our experience is, is the environment or peer influence we've been in the most, Right? And the tough thing about that, the first person that gets your attention is the person that you start to defend. You start to defend. You, you, ever, you ever get into a relationship? Now, y'all got to be honest now. You're in a relationship. All the people you were around before you got in the relationship don't approve. Mama, daddy, friends, everybody. But you are in love, Right? Why y'all trying to act like y'all know what I'm talking about? Oh, you still have not embraced that that was a dumb situation. Okay, so I'll come down then. Maybe I'll just get a little closer. All right. All right. You still in denial? Now, now you bothered because there's a chance that you made the wrong decision. Hey, welcome to the team. Everybody in this building has made wrong decisions. It's not the decision. It's did you learn from it or are you going to move beyond it? Are you going to embrace the humility from it? Or are you going to keep excusing yourself from the lesson that can get you out of that mess to where you need to go? All right, we good? And see, some, some people think I'm talking about them. Because I am. I'm talking about everybody. All of us. Right? So, so, so we good? All right, all right, all right. So that's, that's, that's experience. But we can, we can, you know, you fight. Y'all, y'all don't know what y'all talking about. You don't know. I'm in love. Right, you know? And so you, 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 <laughs> you destroy the valuable things in your life for something that can't give you life. All right, okay, so all right, good, good. And then the, the next thing is tradition. Oh, Lord. Dude, we could spend a thousand years with tradition. Now, 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 now tradition is, 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 is a tricky one, right? Because tradition is actually...
actually authoritative voices in your life. You know, you can get married and show up every year for what the family always did, even though you can't afford it. See, see, y'all see? I'm tired of staying up there. You see me go back up there, right? (laughs) What I said, you can spend every year going to stuff that you can't afford because the family's always done it. You know why? Because that's your authoritative voice. You can be moving. You can be clearing up your finances. Somebody for the family call, and we're going to be doing such and such. And you notice they don't call and say, hey, what's your financial position right now? Jarrell, do they do that? No, they be like, hey, so we're going to be doing such and such. And if you don't show up, oh, really? Oh, so you see, you know, you think you're better than this. Thing. No, no, I don't think I'm better. Matter of fact, I know I'm not better. I can't even afford what y'all doing. And you, nobody asked me. You just assume I'm supposed to just be there because we've always done it, right? So they have you bound. You can't even be free. We talked about liberty on Wednesday, right? You can't even be free to move, right? That's those authoritative voices. Sometimes it's your fraternity or sorority. See, I'm mad. I pledge the fraternity. Stop, right? But sometimes you're moving, right? You really getting it. But now, you know, uh, somebody leaning on the shield. That's what we call it. Lean, look, y'all mad because I said that? It's leaning on the shield. Now, the shield is more important than even your growth with God. Say, oh, did I, did I just mess y'all? I told y'all, pledge. I'm cool with we, uh, we. Well, I was cool with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Last I checked. You know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? But I had to. What I tell people is I said, listen, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not focused on my fraternity letters. I'm focused on the Alpha and Omega, Jesus. And some people have said, yeah, well, such and such is a pastor. No, 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 no. My priority is God first. Because I'm in the kingdom now, right, Trina? So I shift everything now. All right, so stay with me, stay with me. So this, this, that's our whole, that's a part of our whole picture, right? You know, you might find yourself located there. Uh, if you're going to accept responsibility for the choices you've made. All right, so, and, and this is what it is. What we play off of out of those four categories is our true authority. What we play off of is our true authority. So what do you think about most, God, others, or yourself? Right? See, uh, we learned this through... Um, Master life, you know, I forgot which one, but, you know, but I remember. Uh, Mature Christians are identified by their priorities. Mature Christians are identified by their priorities. Your priorities is the organization. They're identified by the organization of their whole. So we're identified by how we've organized the whole. Listen. We're identified by how, so, so in other words, some of us has recognized there is a hole, but we're all over the place, right? And, and God is still not number one. God is a consideration, but he's a consideration with a whole lot of other things, right? Does that make sense? As opposed to God starting with God and then, and, and then moving to everything else, okay? Does that make sense? <laughs> well, we're going to locate some folk today, right? All right. <laughs> so just like a marriage. So, so, so I married my wife 
But my wife doesn't come before God. I don't become before God before her. So it's God, wife, children, family. Sometimes our children come before our spouses. That ain't right. See, see, I'm mad again. Stop. Stay, stay. Listen, everything I'm about to say, either number one, I'm I'm talking target, so it's a target. But let's say if it's not a target, it's a consideration. Let's say it's a target, consider whatever. I'm not telling anybody what to do. I figured everybody's in the kingdom. They came in the house to find out how to operate in the kingdom. I'm giving you what to consider in the kingdom. Now you make your choice from there. Okay? So, so nobody walk out. That pastor told me, now if I say your name and tell you you need to do, which we don't do here at the church, then, but if you go in your head and go, he going to tell me. No, that's the Holy Spirit convicting you. I didn't say nothing. Because I'm putting it, it's, it's a buffet. Just, here we go. We're at a buffet. I'm just laying out all the food. You can, you know, like a lot of times I go to cookouts, I don't eat because I don't, I'm not, I'm not hamburgers and hot dogs, stuff like that. So I may have some big, we went, some, we went to a, a cookout and my wife brought, so everybody had plates. My wife brought me a plate. It had baked beans on it and a roll. And so everybody, everybody, is that that funny? Like, so, so, so we said, we was with these pastors. Is that funny to run? So, so, so we was with these pastors. So, so when they, when they, when the host sat down to eat, or the guy across from me was like, oh, so is that your diet or whatever? And then the, 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 the host pastor sat down and he was like, so, Pastor Keith, what, what you doing? I said, no, no, no. I said, I'm good. I said, I'm here for fellowship. I said, I, I, you don't have to worry about me. That's how I am. I, I don't complain. Man, ain't got nothing in the brother that can eat. I don't do that. Whatever's available. If I got to have a salad, that's all I have. Well, he said, man, you can't come to my house and not eat. He says, I'm a cook. My son's a cook. He said, I can, put, I, I can hook you up with some chicken breasts in like uh, 10 minutes. So, he gave me some chicken breasts. Right, but uh, <laughs> let me get back to what I'm saying. Right, so, <laughs> you ain't told me that. If you told me that, I wouldn't eat them. Anyway, anyway, let's get back to what I'm talking about. Pastor Mel's not preaching this sermon. All right, so. <laughs> So just like marriage, you got, you got priorities. You got God first. You, you know, uh, you got your wife. You got your children. Um, uh, you should be uh, diligent in God's house. We talked about that in living, in living sacrifice in 915. You know, living in sacrifices, committing ourselves to serving the kingdom, finding a place to serve, right? All right, and then whatever your work and stuff like that is. Um, but, but what do we put first... What do we put second? What do we put third in our hole? Right? What are our non-negotiables? Now we have them. Listen, let, 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 babe, babe, I know you wanted to go out, but you know, hey, I got to get that overtime. I got to get that overtime. Hey, hey, listen, listen. Man, you want to keep shopping, don't you? You won't keep shopping. 
I got to do that overtime. Hey. Something got to give. Right? I just, I, just, I just think we need to spend more time together. All right, which one you want? You want the Michael Kors or you just want to hang out looking at everybody else's Michael Kors? I got to do the overtime, right? That's our non-negotiables, right? 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 Y'all know what I'm talking about. Because sometimes these spouses really don't care how you get it. They want what they want in the moment. They're not considering the whole. They're not considering what it costs, right? In that moment, I just want, I, I want your time. I know I worked you 20 hours a day for five days in a row, and when you're done, I need a 30 hours with me. I didn't add them all up. I don't know if there's enough hours in the day. Just I want what I want in the moment. I'm not considering the whole. I'm considering how I feel right now. Do what I say. Yes. Yes, baby. All right, so let's go to uh, Matthew 6. All right, stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. All right, this is going to free us. Because there's things we're not considering. All right, so Matthew 6, and we're going to lock in here on verses 31 to 33. Now, Matthew 6, we've, we've walked through Matthew 6 quite a bit. Bible study fellowship in this church, we talk about it. That's, that's the chapter that has your, uh, the Lord's prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, right? Forgive us not. Y'all know that, right? Matthew 6.10. Right after Matthew 6.10, as you keep on moving through, you'll get to a place where God now knows that we're fighting with certain priorities in terms of our needs. So, so he says, you know, where your treasure is, your heart is. He says, take no thought saying, right? So he starts saying, don't worry. Then he breaks down, hey, don't worry about how you're going to eat, how you're going to sleep. Because most of the reason why God is not a priority in our life, because we're on that grind. We're hustling, right? We spend all of our time taking thought on what we're going to have, not him having us, right? So, so it breaks it down. It says, hey, I take care of the lilies of the field. I take care of the birds of the air. Why wouldn't I take care of you, right? All right, so that, that, that's, that's just the backdrop before we get to verse 31, right? Amen. Now, when we get to verse 31, it says this. It says, therefore, now this is probably like the fourth time or fifth time. Let me see. Let me see how I get it right for you. Therefore, you just. All right, so one time, verse 25, therefore I said to you, take no thought or don't worry for what you eat and sleep. Uh, verse 27, uh, and why take ye thought for raiment, your clothes, why worry for your clothes, right? That's verse 27. And then we get to verse 31, it's the third time. It says, therefore, take no thought saying. So, so it says, don't worry, but then definitely don't speak the worry, right? Take no thought, worry, saying, right? It says, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewith shall we be closed? That's Bible, right? That's not my opinion. You read that? You see that? Right? It says, for after these things, what things? What are the things he's talking about? Eat, drinking, and clothing. That's what he said in the previous verse. After these things, look. It says, it says for, after these, uh, for after these things do the Gentiles seek. 
right? Those that are not living for me, they seek these things. He says, look now, but look at, he says, for your heavenly father knoweth that ye have need of what? All these things. So drink, eating, clothing. He said, your heavenly father knows you have need of those things, right? So, so one, we're clearing up. We don't want to worry for those things, but it doesn't mean that they're not important to God. He just doesn't need you attaching your worry to it. We good? It says, he knows you have need of those things, but next verse, but. He knows you have need of those things, but. He knows you have need of those things, but. He knows you have need of those things, but. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing things, right standing with God in his presence. Look. And all these things shall be added unto you. So he's saying, I know you have need of them. He says, but you're in the kingdom now. When you was in the world, you seek the things. You run from the king. You're in the kingdom. You seek the king. You attract the things. You, see, see, we're supposed to create a spiritual magnet to draw things in. When we start chasing stuff, we repel it. Right? You see that? What did, he, what did he just say? Seek ye first. Set your priority, what you play off of, in consideration the whole start with kingdom work first. Right? Can you see that? I don't understand why, why, why things ain't rolling the way I want to. Kingdom work first. All right, okay. So God is asking for, for, to, to, for us to give our needs back to him. See, see, the world says, hey, you need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to do this. Keep you caught up in keeping up. We did a message on caught up in keeping up, right? Need this, need to do that. God is saying, when we come into the kingdom, God said, cool, cool. Before, hey, hey, nice to see you. Hey, hey. Oh, you signed up. Oh, you accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Oh, you in. Hey, 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 we got a new one in the house. All right, so what you want to do is leave all your needs over there, and then we can bring you forward. Ho, 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 ho. You want me to leave my needs? Yeah, I came here so I can get my needs taken care of. Yeah, that's exactly what you need. You need to put them over there. It's going to go into a conveyor belt. God's going to filter through and give you exactly what you need. Right? But you, but, but, so what you need to see, you, you won't be able to seek him. You won't be able to seek him, focus on your needs. And the very things that you want, you're not going to get because the, the thing that you greatly fear comes upon you, see? So you're going to keep worrying about, am I going to lose this? Am I ever going to get that? And you're not going to get it, and you're going to lose it because you're greatly fearing, you're not greatly faithing, mm-hmm. right? Amen. No, it's, 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 we're going to give you the manual. It's, 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 in, it's in the manual, Joe, uh, in, in Joe chapter 3, verse 25, all right? I right, said, so j- j- just j- do me a favor, put it. Just take this. You can let that go too. Let it. It's okay. It's okay. Listen, I got better than this. Just come on, come on. Just, just man, let it go, right, right. And so, so, so we, so we come into the kingdom. God, God's trying to get our knees back. Um, we've had them for a long time, and we still in want. But the Bible says, "The Lord is our shepherd; we shall not want." Right. That's the first verse of Psalm 23 that we've quoted so well because it's only five, six verses, right? 
The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Right? You got me? You still with me? You haven't left me. Okay, good. So God, want, God would like them back. See, we think we know what we need. But we're blind to the missing pieces and the actual priorities that draw in what we need. Right? God knows what we need. We just read it in Matthew 6, 30, 31. I know you have need of these things. Right? It says, therefore, the only consideration or priority we should have if we really want our needs met, is obedience. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We can just sum that up as be obedient. Don't try to categorize it. Don't try to break it down. Don't try to go, now is this obedience? Because the Bible says having the readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled, completed the whole picture, right? You see that? That's uh, 2 Corinthians 10, 6, right? You, you still with me, right? Is this obedience, is that obedience? Listen, so, so, so I have, I have a, 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 I had a, a, a thing when I used to work out. So I used to, uh, I'm just talking to somebody about this. So I used to, uh, I used to wear a 40-pound weight jacket. And when I would start out, I lived in a high rise. It had 10 stories. The roof would be 11. So I would run up and down. Uh, 10 times, up and down 10 times. And then when I finished the last set, I will run out of the apartment, run down to the park, and run anywhere between six to, six to eight miles. After that, I will run sprints. After that, I would put up shots with the weight jacket the whole time. Like, I never ran without a weight jacket. That's probably why I popped my knee uh, back in 2000. But, but this is the plan. Now, when I was running... In the B.C. days, sometimes I would uh, participate in some pharmaceutical substances before I start running. So I would go, I, I would be impaired, so I would forget, because I'm running in a circle. I was like, now, am I, did I run around four times or five? <laughs> now, did I run eight times or nine? But I had a rule. If I didn't remember, I always took the lesser number. So in other words, let's say if I ran around and I thought it was six, but it could be five, I take five, so I had to run the extra, right? That was the rule, right? Um, it, 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 was, it was something, it was, it was like a little detail. So when it comes to obedience, pick the uncomfortable thing. And now, now was that obedience or disobedience? You think God wants me to do that? Just do it. Uh, somebody asked me something recently, so they'll get their answer here in a second. And it was like, well... Do you, do you think God uh, would, I'm going to try to get it right. You think God would cause this to happen, which the adversary causes things to happen. But let's just say, do you think God would cause this to happen if I'm not obedient in this particular area? Well, that's an easy one. How about being obedient in that area and find out for yourself? Process of elimination, Right? Right? So let's say, uh, Natalie, you kind of know you need to read a little more, but, you know, you're like, I'll get to that, I'll get to that. But then you're dealing with something over here. And you say, you think God will make me go through this over here uh, because I'm not reading the way I'm supposed to? Well, why would you even spend time doing that? Read the way you're supposed to, and then you will find out. We don't even have to ask that question, Right? I'm going to do what I'm supposed to, so we're going to get that out the way. 
You know how the atmosphere shifts on certain things? But anyway, all right. All right, somebody uh, offered what they were processing through to help us today, okay? Right, that's how it works, right? So I answered that question. <laughs> uh, all right, so we've been frustrated because we haven't um, considered or prioritized who or what we've given ourselves to. A lot of times we haven't prioritized who or what we've given ourselves to. And the tough part is we, we end up giving ourselves to things that are not good for us, but we feel stuck. Because now our emotions got us tied in. I've already invested. Pride says, well, you know, if it really works out, like I was in a relationship and I used to say, well, all this craziness I went through now, if I re remove myself from the relationship, the person get themselves together, somebody's going to benefit from my investment. But if it really works out, then I really didn't make a mistake. Guess what? I spent too much extra time with something I should have cut my losses a long time ago. Not because, let's not get into who's evil or bad. I was supposed to be with Pastor Mel. That's obvious, right? So any other situation, I was wasting my time. Now, I didn't know about Pastor Mel, but the reality is you know the craziness you're going through. And you're telling yourself it's going to be okay. Based on what? That's your priority, not God. How's it going to be okay without God being your priority? See, so sometimes we need to shift ourselves to God as a priority. Then we'll start to see things clearly exactly the way they are. So we got to prioritize who or what we're giving ourselves to. See, the complaining person is overwhelmed because they're winging it. They don't have no priorities. They try to make everything and everybody number one. We can't, that's impossible. You know, you go back and look at the significance test, but we can't make everything and everybody number one. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6.12, you can write it down. I'm going to read it out of the classic Amplified. 1 Corinthians 6.12, right? We just remember trying to make everything and everybody number one. Everything is permissible, uh, allowable, and lawful for me, but not all things are helpful or good for me to do, expedient or best, and profitable, look, look, when considered with other things. Everything is lawful for me, but I will not become the slave of anything or be brought under the, its power. Stop, right there. What are you really under the power of? You can't even move like I want you to move because certain things have you under their control. Certain lust. Certain decisions we've made that we, we don't have the humility to just cut our losses. Mm -hmm. Right? Amen. Right? Right? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> is we, listen, we got to be honest with ourselves. And so, so, so this thing says everything is permissible. So we do stuff and we go, well, I'm doing it, so it got to be okay. Is that the rule? You pretty much can do whatever you want to do. And we go, well, God didn't get in the way because you chose it. Right? He's giving you free choice. But all things aren't helpful, good for me to do, best, look, and profitable when considered with other things. We're, we're, we're destroying everything else to commit to this because we've already committed. Everything else is crumbling around us. 
But we're ignoring that. Remember we talked about either you, either you Keith, because you just, you just rebellious, BC Keith, and you're like, I, I don't care. I don't care. I ain't paying attention. Or you BCZ, and I don't pay that no mind. I don't pay that no mind. You better start paying it mind, because that's what's going to creep up and snatch your behind. Right? Only because, see, you prideful. You're not being honest with yourself. You hiding, you hiding a relationship. You're hiding the details. Because even though if you told the person the details, they have told you it's not a good thing to do. Then as you get, you get caught up, sometimes you get fooled, right? You get fooled. You recognize you got fooled and you ain't sharing the details with the person you care about. Like you recognize, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be. But you ain't sharing it because you don't, you don't want them to say, here we go again. Man, eat the here we go again. Just don't be dealing with the craziness that go along with it. All right, okay, all right. Okay, that's going over real well. When considered with other things, when considered with the whole, we're making decisions and we ain't considering the whole. We're considering what we want to do. We're finding new ways to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Instead of realizing that ain't the move. We're calling it something different. It has the same root. Right? And a part of that is pride. So are we playing off of holiness versus the world or what we used to do? So sometimes that's what we're doing. We're not playing off of God. We're playing off of, we're not playing off of holiness. We're playing off of what the world says. They say this. They, everybody's doing this. Everybody's doing that. Oh, people don't do that no more. People don't wear that no more. People don't. Who are these people? Come on, tell me, tell me right now. You got birth certificates, IDs. Who, what's authenticating them as the right to take over your life? Who are these people? And who are these people you trying to introduce into my life? No, 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 no. You, you made your choice. You went down that road. See ya. Why, 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 why you need me to go? If, you so, if it's so wonderful, why you need me to go? You ain't sharing with me your money when you get your money. You ain't taking me to the bank with you when you make withdrawals. But now, something that has not happened yet, that's what we call, uh, what do we call it? We call it a, a, a theory, a concept. That's why I was in a situation, ooh, I'm going to say this, but it's honest, but it's, I'm not trying to put you down, Okay. So I was in a situation, I was around a leader, and the leader would just change stuff all the time, right? And so, be like, oh, we're going to be doing this, we're going to be doing that. So on the front end, he'd be like, oh, oh. And then, but after a while, because this is my personality, I, 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 I follow, but certain things, I'm like, hold on, son, something ain't right. Because I'm lose that peace. And so when I do that, I step back. And when I step back, I said, wait a minute. I start to measure. I'm a measurer. When I start to measure, I was like, Oh, we're doing the same thing a different way. So then we have a meeting. Now, now I'm, sub I'm submitted to this person. And I'll, another new concept. We're going to be doing this. Hey, man, is everybody excited? Stella, we excited? We excited? Everybody's right? We excited, right? And then so some of us, we don't really stop to look at the details. We'll go, we, we're moved by uh, exhortation, enthusiasm, 
a dynamic communicators, orators is what they call them, enticing words of man's wisdom, right? And so, so, so people go, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. And, I, and so, so I, I was sitting there going, please don't come to me. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to show division, but if you come to me, I got to tell you the truth. And so go to the next person. Ah, I'm excited. I was like, oh, now this is getting worse and worse. <laughs> Almost everybody up in here is, is endorsing this thing that we haven't done yet that has not manifested any results. We have not even measured. So came to me. Hey, so Keith, tell me how excited I said, well, to be honest, I try not to be excited about concepts because we haven't had a chance to measure it yet. I know that came across like, man, I'm the leader, just roll with it, but I couldn't lie. Do you understand that? Because I had crossed over to, I wasn't seeing in part no more, Seller. I started seeing face to face. I started seeing the big picture. That person wasn't being evil. They just operated in a lot of zeal, independent of the whole picture. They weren't trying to hurt nobody. They were just moving the way they moved most of their life. I can't do that. Right? I did it for a while to, to test if it was okay, but at a certain point I had to step back and I had to be, to be willing to look bad, okay? Uh, maybe we'll talk, to, we'll, I'll teach on it again, but well, I don't know if I taught it on it here ever, but it's a book called Emotional Healthy Spirituality. Uh, I think it's Peter Gazzaro is, is, the, is the writer, and it talks about how you got to be okay with addressing false peace. You know, so we signed, me and Ms. Lamar, we're going to partner. Yeah, we're going to partner. We're going to do this. We're going we to do this, Ms. Lamar. And then I recognize, oh, this ain't the move. But we having so much fun in our conversation, in our lunch meetings and stuff like that. I don't want to mess up the false peace. Because I, I, I don't know how to say a truth when everybody's happy. But that book talks about you got to address that because otherwise, if you leave from there not addressing the false peace, you've just walked into a lie. All right, so stay with me. Stay. I just added that. You just stay with me, right? Because we got to be able to do that. Even uh, we do it all the time. Like, we be all excited about stuff. And my wife said, well, babe, let me ask you something. <laughs> How does that line up with this? Uh, no, nah, babe, hold on. It looked like that was okay, but something ain't right. Oh, we were getting our mortgage. This is when too big to fail. When it was uh, uh, three one buy downs, five one buy downs, seven one buy downs. So what, they, what, what, what it is is it's a buy down, so you paying less of a mortgage on the front end. So they're they selling it to you like, look, you can pay this right now. But by the time you, you roll in, you'll have the money to pay what it actually costs. When you're in a prosperous church, or a prosperity church, everybody doing it because they're like, oh, by faith, man, we're going to have that money. So, so I think we had a three or five one by now, whatever it was. So we're in the meeting. And the lady got up to go somewhere. It was the Holy Spirit. Lady got up to go somewhere. And I said, because uh, this is how my mind works. I said, babe, this ain't free. When I was looking at the paperwork, I said, we're buying down. So we're spending, we're giving them money. We're paying to pay less. I said, hold on. And I said, babe, think about it. When this kick in, this might shock our system. We're going to be used to a low payment. 
and then it's going to balloon. And man, man, that's going to rock our world. I said, babe, I'm not good with this. Let's just go with the fixed rate. No, no, I didn't have no uh, financial people there. It, read. It was just common sense. So, so I knew it was going to mess up the person because we're at closing. Like, like we, we already was agreeing to stuff. We just hadn't signed the papers. She came back in. I said, nah, I said, we're going to change our mind. We're not going to do the buy down. We're just going to go with the fixed rate. So glad we did. Because when folks start losing their houses, we was paying the same mortgage we was paying the whole time. You got to be willing to do that. Well, sometimes we go, man, well, I don't want them people to be upset. I've already committed. No, I'm not going to be able to do that right now. I know I decided to live with you, but I, I'm, I'm not feel comfortable with that. I, I can't do this. Sorry. Yeah, I know you unbuttoned my top shirt, but I'm not cool with having sex with you outside of marriage. Sorry. This might be cool. Y'all might not let me hang with you, but I ain't smoking nothing. Matter of fact, I don't even like this lifestyle. I got to keep looking over my shoulders, jumping through hoops, you know, dealing with alienation. What's the benefit? Well, matter of fact, do you guys got a benefit plan? Because y'all making me work. Y'all ain't paying me. I'm alienating all the most important people in my life, including God. What's the benefit? Depression? Like, I can't even speak in front of people. That's the benefit? No, no. What's the benefit? All right, well, I, well, I'm not signing up then. All right, you see me? Consideration of the whole. See, the scripture says we dare not to compare yourself with yourself and others. Like, so it's not like I'm doing better than I did before. You weren't supposed to be doing what you did before. This is the only world culture where we give ourselves approval. People around the country put you on TV shows, new bras, bruise broadcasts. Now everybody's doing a blog, and it's based on... I was out there tripping, and I ain't tripping no more. And people that, that feel bad about their wealth, they'll give you a platform so they feel good. Man, you, you, Ms. Lamar, you went through a lot. You was a pimp, huh? Mm -hmm. Man, you ain't, no, you ain't no pimp no more, man. You know, man, you got a testimony, man. We're going to put you on the platform. Mm -hmm. You weren't supposed to be a pimp anyway. <laughs> How is that like, like God is going... Man, I'm so happy about my son Lamar. He ain't pimping no more. <laughs> no, God is happy when we're fulfilling purpose. Amen. Not that we're not doing what we weren't supposed to be doing anyway. Amen. Like I don't get no props because I don't get high. I wasn't supposed to be getting high. That is like the most retarded thing. That's like emptying your bank account when you have a negative thousand balance. Right? Who did it? Who did it? You, right? You get a thousand dollars and you go, amen, no, I'm just blessed. I'm blessed. No, you're at zero. <laughs> you're at zero. Amen. <laughs> Uh, you got me? In consideration. See, see we're going to look at things the right way going forward. But it's going to stretch us about decisions we've already made. You understand that? But, but, but you think it's a punishment. 
It's a blessing. You want to find out now? You want to find out now? And listen, people be running from courtship and premarital, right? Listen, man, ain't nobody, I don't need nobody telling me what to do. First of all, we don't tell you what to do. We actually put the things on the table that you ain't considering. So now you can make a quality decision moving forward. All the people that skip it go through craziness because they ain't considering a whole. But they're like, nah, you know, I date what I want to. Otherwise, interpret it, I was lonely and, you know, I'm just going to go do this anyway. Okay, there's a lot you're not considering. You're not considering that person just didn't bring a smile. They brought all the spirits that they've been exposing themselves to into your life. You ain't considering that either. Oh, no, no, no. There's a reason why they, you keep buying everything. Because they got bad money habits. You'll find that out if you go to course in premarital. Oh, it's definitely a reason why they don't come with you, come with you to church. That's, that's got to be. That, uh, okay, I ain't talking about any church. I'm talking about Ares Christian Center. There's a reason why they ain't coming with you. And at times that they come, why didn't they come back? They're, you're so in harmony with them. Then they come back because, of, oh, no, 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 we ain't standing up in here. I can't control you in here. Right now, I can roll with you with no commitment. get the benefits without committing. Some of you are saying, well, I ain't have sex with the person. Wait a minute. So you waited all this time to not be with somebody growing in the kingdom? I don't know how we would even do that. Ooh. <laughs> See, you don't want to know the whole. You, want, you think you're going to move forward, not consider the whole, you're going to be happy? All those things are going to snatch up all your happiness. I'm just here to help. Now, did I tell anybody what to do? No. I did offer all the considerations. Well, not all of them. I did, did, we just scratched in the service. But it's all to help. Remember, supernatural restoration. God's trying to get stuff to us. Do you know when we got together, one of the things I did not like doing is having sit-downs about finances. This was my philosophy. Remember, we have our own intellect. My philosophy is, why are we sitting around talking about a budget? We, we budget in bills. We ain't got no money. So, you keep talking about a budget. Like, we're we working with nothing. Like, we just got debt. So why are we having this conversation? And you be going out like, it was a sale. It was a sale. I couldn't help it. Like, right? So, but... but <laughs> Say, Pastor Mel said it's the truth. Y'all be thinking, I'm, but, but we end up having those conversations. Tough conversations. I just didn't really want to talk. I'm a, I'm a finance guy, yeah. right? But I didn't really, like, oh, it was so excruciating to talk about finances. But we had to talk about, okay, so, I'm, so I just put her out there. Y'all think I really didn't. But I'm putting me out there. Y'all don't heard the story, but I'm going to give it to you again for the people that haven't heard it. When our boiler broke down, and she was like, well, babe, we just called somebody to look at it. I said, well, I don't want to call nobody because we ain't have no money. I was like, call nobody until we get some money together. She's like, well, no, we just need to call. I said, babe, we don't need to call nobody right now. So when the winter hits, 
And we're heating the house up. We had baseboard heating on one side of the house. It was a house where they added an addition. Baseboard heating on that side. We had no heat on our side. So we would open the oven, turn the oven up high, and leave the door open from the other side so the baseboard heating could heat the house. But that means that's using more electricity, right? So our, our, we got our bill. Our bill was $800. I already told you we ain't had no money. We ain't had money for 80 right? <laughs> And so now we're in a position where we have to call somebody. I was like, oh, man, that's going to cost. Guy comes in, looks at the boiler, uh, furnace, looks at the furnace, and comes out and says, uh, you know, I think it was like $35. He said, I said, well, what was the problem? He said it was a reset button. $800 mistake because I didn't want to see the details. And I didn't listen to the person that was trying to get me to look at the details. Let's please look at the, check it out. We got our first house, out, same thing. See, I'm, I'm, I'm a patient person, but sometimes too patient. I'm the focus, she's the fire. So she was like, well, babe, could we get a house? I was like, babe, we in debt. <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with your other things. And she says, well, could we go see what it takes to get a house? Could we go find out the consideration?" So I said, sure, sarcastically. I did it, but I'm like, yeah, once we go up in here and you find out the, the, the other pieces, then you're going to leave me alone. When we get there, the lady looks at our credit report, which was all derogatories. You know, back then they had the little list and your, your, neck, your debt was red. It was probably like two things that was, that was blue or black. All the rest of the thing, and it was about this long. It was all red. The lady said, I've seen worse. First of all, I'm like, you're messing up my whole flow up in here. I need her to know we can't get a house. She said, I seen worse. We went through that credit report, cleared up some stuff, whatever. We ended up getting that house. We wouldn't have got it one for her because there was other things to consider. Because there was other things to consider. We're making, I, I always told the youth this, don't make committed decisions for a temporary stage in your life. So sometimes, you know, sometimes people in high school will be like, I'm in love, we're going to be together forever. That happens rarely. But most of the time, that person, either you're going to grow up like somebody different or they're going to grow up like somebody different. So go ahead, let them be your friend, but you don't want to be committed. They're going to change their preference. Watch committing to, to people, period. They're going to be cool with you this week and pretend they don't know you next week. Not because they're evil. When, when people are young, they change. Y'all still think I'm talking about young people. Because most of the people that are adults haven't grown up, so they're acting, acting like high school kids anyway. Amen. All right, good. Thank you, Minister Lamar, for amen. We're going to keep going. We're going to get out of here. We'll close out here and just give me five minutes, right? All right, so when our priorities are in harmony with the whole, we're mastering our life in the kingdom, right? So Colossians 3, 2 and 3 says, it tells us to set our affections on things above. Basically what it's saying is set an anchor on playing off of the kingdom. Set an anchor in playing off of the kingdom. Colossians 3, verses 2 and 3, all right? And, and this is going to be our last scripture. It's last scriptures because it's uh, seven verses. 
but we're going to close out here, okay? This, this, this will be a good little foundation. You still with me, Ed? All right. What the last thing I said? I'm just, <laughs> 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 I'm just having, I missed y'all. I'm just having fun. I just, I miss y'all. I just, listen, me and Ed, cool. Yep. All right. So, 2 uh, Peter 1, verses 2 through 9. 2 Peter 1, verses 2 through 9. 2 Peter 1, 2 through 9. I'm reading the classic Amplified version. All right, so it says, may, everybody there? Amen. Is it old school? Let me know when you get there. Everybody say amen when you get there. All right. I know uh, some people have pages, some people have pads. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little different. All right. So uh, it says, may grace, God's favor, which is important, and peace, which is perfect well-being, all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity, and freedom from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts. Like, so, so this is how it opens up the scripture, right? It breaks down grace as God's favor, and it breaks down peace which is perfect well-being, all necessary good, right? All spiritual prosperity and freedom from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts, right? You with me? It says, be multiple. So he's speaking this to let, let, let this grace and peace be multiplied to you, the full, personal, precise, and correct knowledge of God knowledge of God and our Lord Jesus Christ. This is full knowledge. So that's the whole picture, right? Full knowledge. That's going to facilitate grace and peace. And we already got the definition for grace and peace, right? You still with me? Right? It says, it says, for his divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness. It says, through the full and personal knowledge of him. There it is again, full knowledge and personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellence or virtue. It says, by means of these, he has bestowed on us his precious and exceeding great promises so that through them you may escape by flight from the moral decay, rottenness, and corruption that is in the world because of covetousness, that's lust and greed, and become sharers or partakers of divine nature. So this is what our really goal is in coming to the kingdom, right? It says, for this very reason, add, adding to your diligence. So it says now for, for everything that we just said, it says add to your diligence, adding to your diligence to the divine promises, employ Every effort in exercising your faith to develop virtue, that's excellence, resolution, be locked in, and Christian energy. And in, and in exercising virtue, so, so, so with the virtue, right? So talk about diligence, talk about virtue. It says develop knowledge or intelligence. It says, it says and in exercising knowledge, that's develop self-control, and in exercising self-control, develop steadfastness, 
patience, endurance, and in exercising steadfastness, develop godliness or piety. And in exercising godliness, develop brotherly affection. And in exercising brotherly affection, develop Christian love. So it sounds like that there's levels to this. These are the things to consider. This is the whole, right? So you see that? It says, uh, brotherly affection, develop Christian love. It says, for as these qualities are yours and increasingly abound in you, so when these qualities become you, it says, they will keep you from being idle and unfruitful unto the full personal knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, right? So it says, so in other words, if I have all these things, I'm not idle, I'm not bored, I'm not depressed. I have momentum, right, in my life because fruit creates momentum. The more I produce, the more excited I am, the more I keep on moving, right? But look at this. It says, but who, I'm sorry, for whoever lacks these qualities, all these qualities listed, is blind, spiritually short-sighted, seeing only what is near to him or her and has become oblivious to the fact that he or she was cleansed from old sins. The King James Version says, he that lacks these things can't see afar off. So, so, so they, they blind and short-sighted of really the whole picture. And so then we move and go, why is this not happening? Why is this not happening? Go through that list. Are you operating in all those things? And have them to a fullness. So that's why we talked about, that's why we have a foundational class. That's why we have uh, survival kit. That's why we have uh, the master life. That's why we have Bible study fellowships from 6 to 8 in the morning. That's why we have Bible study fellowship in the fellowship hall at 12 noon on Friday. Right? That's why we have girl talk and guy talk. But when we're short-sighted, we can think these things are not important. I don't need them. We blow off things because pride says, I'm already what I need to be. Maybe for you, but are you what you need to be for God? And God's trying to get some things to it. And so you can go periods of time in your life and dismiss your obedience and diligence to God. But it's going to come to a head. Some of us are experiencing it now where some of the grace that allowed you to get through is, okay, they don't know yet or they don't realize. We do it all the time. Of their new, somebody come to the church, they're new to the kingdom. It was a guy who was coming to my house to work out new to the church. Uh, I won't say specifically, new to the church. So, <clears throat> so I remember, no, no, he was, when he first came to the church, I remember when he first came to the church, right? And then so after a while, he started to grow, started coming to the house to work out. This is in Ohio. So we sitting there working out and, you know, I'm a transferring guy. I said, I remember when you were checking out my wife. He's like, no, man, no, no, I went. I said, oh, yes, she was. I said, but you had just came off the street. You was used to checking women out. She looked good. I'm not offended. You know what I'm saying? But I recognized it. You know, there was young ladies that would come to the church, and I would short talk them. My wife pulled me aside one time. She says, babe, like, like, what are you doing? I said, what are you talking about? Says, People think you mean. And so I was like, what? Why, why? Then finally I said, 
baby, who's all these people? So she listed about four or five women. Everyone she mentioned, I said, oh, I just short-talked them. She said, what do you mean? I said, well, they're just, they're just coming from the world. So they don't know how to process a, just a, a regular high. To them, they think high means, oh, he want he to get with me. I said, so I discerned that to those people that she mentioned. So I can't, I, you know, I can't, I can't lead them on until they've, they've grown as a disciple and they receive my high is just high. You, know, you, you, you see what I'm saying? So a lot of times they don't, they're not, uh, we, I've had people snap, snap on me. Like I would never, I would never snap. Uh, listen. My former pastor said, said some things on, on, on a defense, on attack one day. We're in a meeting. I knew exactly how to respond, but I didn't. He came to my office later. He was like, you know, is everything cool? He said, no. I said, I said, we cool. I said, but I'm not going to start with a pastor ever. I said, so my position and what I thought was important is no longer important because you're the man of God. So I'm not going to, my point is not worth me being right for to, to, so, because the next thing I said, it was going to be striving, you know. So, we ended up having a conversation that gave him the alternate perspective. I said, I just was trying to help you because this is what people are saying. But you know, it's not that important to me that I'm going to save face and prove I wear my pants just like you. No, you the man of God in the house. You understand what I'm saying? That's in consideration of the whole. But I knew that. There's people that don't know that. They're not being irreverent. They're doing what they do every day because they're not recognizing the anointing. They're not recognizing who, are, who they're talking to. They're not recognizing what God's doing in the atmosphere. They don't know about spiritual authority because they haven't been to the class. So, I, so we can't deal with them like they should know that already. When we started the church, we started on time when we first started the church. 8 o'clock discipleship class, 9 o'clock service. Wasn't nobody there. Couldn't get offended. You know why? Why would they know to be there? Who trained them to be on time? So I had to change the service to start whenever anybody got there. Until people became disciples. I just talked to a pastor. I said, I'm being transparent. I said, he says, man, when when, when when did you get to people to the point where they're not just grown to be disciples, but they're discipling others. I said, well, it's a pioneer plan of church, so it probably took us 10 years. Not for everybody, you had your twos and your fuse, but we have a core of people around here that are not just disciples, they disciple others. But we wanted that from day one. But we had to allow people to find out what they don't know. I'm going to tell you, I'm not used to youth casual with service. I was in youth ministry. We had the, listen, the church was 3,500 people. Three or four times this across the whole second row was filled with youth because we ministered to them. They was in the word. They wasn't caught up in keeping up. They was, they, they was passionate about the word. We had step teams. They would go to other churches and minister to them people. We we had fellowships with other youth ministries. The only youth in the building that was praising the Lord was our youth. I had to look at the other youth and look like somebody had them strapped up. But our youth, praising the Lord. Because we, I, I, I wasn't trying to be uh, nobody's buddy. 
I was setting a standard. If I'm trying to teach you basketball, I'm not trying to comfort you. I'm trying to get you to a place where you can get out here and play. Same thing with youth. We're preparing them for life, not making them comfortable where they're at. One day I showed up in a suit. No hip-hop, nothing. I just showed up in a suit on purpose. And when I showed up in a suit, I told them why. I said, because it's my job not to just prove I can be like you. My job is to show you where you can go. You're only going to be that age, but a year. You're only going to be in high school for four. So I can't keep accommodating you in a place that you're growing beyond. I got to prepare you for what you're going to be. But what we do is we get pumped. Well, I don't want them mad at me. Well, you know, they don't like to do this and the other. What world are we in where they supposed to know what to do? Instead of us guiding them with, oh, I don't want them mad. Oh, they going to get a new attitude. You got attitude when you was a youth. Some of you are getting attitude now. But I'm not, I'm, I'm not here to soothe your attitude. I'm here to help you with purpose. Do you understand the difference? So you can be stoic, you can be mad, you can get funky, you can go away for a while, watch online, you can do whatever you want to do. Right there, you could be there thinking, everybody's thinking about, well, they're going to think, I mean, ain't nobody thinking about that, they're dealing with their own problems. You can do all that, I'm still going to be standing, giving you what God says, because I'm not customizing it for your convenience. I'm, I'm giving you what you need to be fulfilled. You don't need to be carrying around that weight no more. Man, that's crazy, man. You bound by stuff. You're trying to make a movie. <laughs> Just keep, man, you got to be tired. <laughs> you got to be tired. I listen, you, you, you fight for freedom, but you live in bound. That makes no sense. That's why you, I never had a problem with youth. You, <laughs> You stick their chest out, get tough. I said, you get tough. Get tough with the devil. What you getting tough with me for? I'm trying to help. You ain't punking the devil and you ain't punking your fears. So your punking ain't working with me. When I see you punking your peers and punking the devil, then I'm going to respect you. But you letting people run your life and the person that's nice to you, you going to try to get an attitude with? Oh, no, no. No, you picked the wrong brother. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. I'm not here to be liked. I'm here to love you. All right, stand up. Let's stand on the feet. Can we all just, look, can we all just get along? 